Lisney, Ireland's leading full-service property advisory company. Welcome to the Lisney Property Podcast, your weekly update on all things happening across the Irish property market in autumn 2020. I'm Breda Brown and today I'm joined by David Byrne, the Managing Director of Lisney. Overseeing the strategic management and growth of the business, David previously led Lisney Residential Sales, where his invaluable market knowledge has ensured the continued growth of the division. David is an expert in premium home sales with over 20 years experience in selling high-profile property in in Dublin. His long tenure with Lisney means he has a thorough insight into the operation of the business across all service lines. David, you're very welcome. Thank you. Good morning, Brida. Now, you were appointed Managing Director at the beginning of this year, and it's been quite the baptism of fire. How have you found it? Yeah, well, I think that's probably a, a fair description in, in some respects. I took over as Managing Director at the end of January. Um, and, you know, funnily enough, at the time, whilst we were aware of COVID, obviously, uh, in, in, in the world, the, the impact hadn't been seen at all in Ireland. Um, funnily enough, you know, I, I took over at the end of January and one of my first couple of events for Lisney, um, we had a, a Lisney alumni event on, on the 13th of February in the RDS for uh, retired members of staff and, and ex-members of staff, I guess, who now work in other industries or indeed even in competitors. Uh, within the industry, uh, for a firm that's 86 years old, there's um, there's plenty of staff. There was about 150 people there, and you know there was just no concept of uh, COVID. It wasn't it wasn't really even a, a topic of conversation. And the following week, I was in Cork, uh, where our Cork office had received an award for best in professional services uh, firm in Cork from the Cork Business Association. And I was at a dinner for, I'd say, about 200 people. And again, there was no concept of social distancing whatsoever. COVID was spoken about, but not in any great, in a, uh, meaningful way. So I have to say, when I took over, I thought, oh, this this isn't too difficult attending the, the odd dinner. Okay. And uh, within three weeks of that, uh, our physical offices were, were closed. So... Um, yeah, it was it was certainly a baptism of fire. So at that point, I suppose you realised then that this was going to have a significant impact on the plans that you had for the first year. So what's what did you do? I mean, I think I think at the beginning, perhaps like like everybody else, um, we understood it was a very significant event. I, I suppose nobody could have foreseen. I think the the length of time we would be enduring this crisis. Um, so obviously, initially, the first concern was. Uh, protecting staff because by the nature of our business we we are out and about all day every day meeting people um, so it was to try and understand how we could protect our staff um, so we introduced very strict COVID guidelines as per the HSC uh, and government advice and then I guess we were faced very quickly into the concept of having to uh, close our physical offices and move everybody to home uh, which was an interesting exercise and I guess we were kind of fortunate in the sense that we'd invested quite considerably over the last couple of years in, in our IT infrastructure. Uh, so thankfully, everybody in, in, in Lisney had had laptops and we had just uh, invested in a new phone system, uh, which ran through our laptops, which meant, in fact, our phones could be answered from, from literally anywhere. So to the extent that I was lucky, I, I, I was because the business was literally able to... Um, to turn on its head overnight and operate from home without any uh, difficulty to the business at all. So that was certainly a positive. Um, but initially, 
I guess the, the the focus had to become very internal. Um, so whereas I guess when you take over as managing director, you might have great ideas in terms of what you want to do and try and achieve over the course of your tenure. Um, the first and primary focus had to be about the business and, and protecting the business. Um, so that was that was interesting. And, and I guess in a way, looking back on it, um, whilst it perhaps didn't feel so at the time, it it, it pushed me into to getting an understanding, a great understanding of the inner workings of the firm, um, which I guess if, if, if you wanted a kind of a, uh, a breeding ground or, you know, uh, a foundation for taking over as managing director, getting that intricate detail in terms of understanding how the firm works wasn't in actual fact uh, a bad thing. But of course, it, it, it changed uh, what you perhaps hope to achieve in, in the short term and just pointed us in a slightly different direction. And how did you approach dealing and communicating with your clients at that point? Yeah, I mean, communication with clients is absolutely key. Um, and I think the approach we took was, you know, you can never communicate too much. So we're, we, you know, we're there as, as property professionals to assist our, our clients, needless to say, in, in all property transactions. But there would have been, and, and there continues to be, uh, a concern, obviously, in in the, the market generally as to what COVID was going to mean for the property market. So our advice, I guess, became more important, if you like, um, to to assure clients that we were there to assist them through this uh, through this time. So you know, it's it's funny. It's one of the things I had said to uh, everyone who me at the very start. I said, you know, clients will remember us more for this time than they will. Uh, in ordinary times, they will remember us more for assisting them and being there with them every step of the way through COVID. Uh, and I said, you know, if we can achieve that, if we can look back and say that we made uh, greater connections with clients, if we can say that we were there uh, for our clients to a greater extent, that actually that will be would have been a success for the business. Um, and that continues to be the case to today, where we're now kind of just beginning our, our second lockdown or level five restrictions. And, and once again, that intense communication with clients is, is terribly important uh, so that they understand we are there uh, working on their behalf to guide them through this period. And will be over the next couple of weeks and months, obviously. And the lockdown as well as impacting internally and with clients, it's also impacting hugely on various aspects of the property sector. So how did you navigate your way around all of that? Well, I suppose as a, as a multidisciplinary firm, we operate in all aspects of the, of the property market and the property sector. And, and as you quite rightly say, it had uh, an impact on the entire property uh, industry. And then within that, kind of the various different sectors obviously suffered in, in different ways. So initially, I guess with the, the first lockdown, uh, the residential department uh, faced into a period of time where we were we were physically unable to to go out and show property. Um, we were unable to take new properties on onto the market. So that cr- kind of created a, a pause effect, um, both in the business, ne- needless to say, and in in the market generally. Um, so again, it was it was simply about servicing the clients as best we could, but by being in, very engaged with the, uh, the, the the customers, the the buyers, um, and and kind of literally guiding them remotely through through properties uh which we we had the technological ability to do thankfully but obviously was was a new phenomenon for for us um so that's how we managed in in residential i guess uh we have 
a very large professional services team who would carry out valuations for uh, banks and lending institutions. Um, and again, uh, that work became critically important for those institutions that, through that time. And we were fortunate enough, again, to be able to work from home and satisfy the demand there. And then the commercial markets, I guess, as you can, might imagine, um, reacted in, in, in different ways. So, you know, the office market, of course, became a huge topic uh, of conversation. You know, what would happen in the future of offices? Would anybody want to, to revert to working in the office? Will everybody stay working from home? And, uh, of course, that's, that's a topic of conversation. But I think, uh, certainly from our own experience with the staff of, of uh, just over 100 people, um, the feedback is, is, is mixed, I think. What you'll find is that, yes, working from home will become um, a greater feature of, of our working lives. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that it won't become the dominant feature of our working lives. I think it provides people with uh, a better work balance, uh, work life balance um, uh, and greater opportunities, of course, around where, where they might decide to, to, to live. Um, but, you know, our office is going to be in as much demand when we eventually get through this. Uh, yes, I believe they firmly will be. Uh, I think offices might be, um, you know, constructed in slightly different ways. I think uh, occupiers will be looking for different elements of space within within the offices in which they occupy. But, um, you know, the, the office market will be resilient and will come back. Uh, retail has obviously been very seriously impacted um, by COVID and by the restrictions. I'm from a retailing family myself. I know the, the, the pain and the difficulty it's causing for, for retailers. Um, and interestingly, what we were seeing by, by our own monitoring of the market was that the, the retail parks outside of Dublin, you know, in the suburbs were, were very busy. I think, you know, they were busier than they had ever been. But of course, the city centre was really suffering. Um, because people weren't working from from town. Um, and again, I suppose the topic of conversation was, well, you know, will we buy everything online in the future? Will anybody ever want to go back and, and visit a shop? And, you know, shopping is, is kind of a, as much a, a social activity uh, as it is an activity with a specific purpose in mind. Um, so, yeah, it is. It's terribly difficult at the moment in the city centre. But do I think people will return to shops in the fullness of time? Absolutely. So is it difficult in the meantime for, for retailers and, and, and the, the, the retail market? Yeah, it is. There, there, there is no doubt. And there is a period of time uh, that it will remain difficult. But, you know, opportunities will arise out of this. Um, it's difficult at the moment. We can see uh, very key retailers, regrettably, uh, no longer being able to, to remain in business. But, you know, as with, with any recession or, or difficult period, um, there will be opportunity and there will be new uh, occupiers in the, in, in the market in years to come. Um, we have a significant license and leisure department in Lisney, obviously dealing in the, the hospitality industry and, and um, uh, pubs and um, off-license premises. And of course, they've also been uh, severely, uh, severely impacted. Um, and again, I think in that case, it's very much about trying to provide guidance, assistance and reassurance to clients um, who are wondering, you know, what's going to happen, what's happening in the market, what's happening, the value of their assets, um, et cetera. But, you know, I think it's going to take more than a, a pandemic to keep Irish people away from pubs. Uh, it's, it's very difficult at, the, at this present time. There is no doubt. But I would have every confidence that these sectors 
uh, will recover. Will there be will there be differences? Yes, I think there absolutely will be. Um, but you know, I, I think generally speaking, once we get through the, these markets, we'll recover absolutely. And did you find much of a delay then on the development of new units, both commercially and residential, during this period? And will that have a knock-on effect? Yes, I think in the residential market, I guess in the first lockdown, if you recall, construction workers uh, were, in, were were not deemed essential workers, and so you know. Uh, building work stopped on on uh, housing developments, which will have a, a kind of a, a knock on effect in terms of the supply of, of new homes available in the market. Um, and indeed, generally speaking, there were less residential properties coming to the market. Um, but also, of course, in in the commercial markets across the, uh, the the office market, where there was very significant number of high profile uh office developments under construction, everything stopped. So yeah, there is there, there will be a lag in terms of that supply catching up, certainly. And also, interestingly, we're hearing more about expats who are looking to return back home to Ireland, and that's boosting the residential market at the moment. It is, yeah. I mean, funnily enough, it, the, the residential market has actually pro- proved remarkably resi- uh, resilient through COVID. So I think if you'd asked me in March, you know what the the likely impact on the residential market would be. I I, I wouldn't wouldn't quite have been as positive uh, as it has transpired to be the case. The residential market can quite often um, be very sentiment driven, um, but it has proved very resilient and probably for a number of reasons, uh, not least of which is we've we've all been stuck in our houses for um, for longer than we're used to. But certainly we noticed an increase in inquiries from expats obviously living abroad who very immediately obviously became acutely aware of how far removed they were from their family and maybe the support structures that they had a place in place around them. Uh, the lack of the support structures probably became uh, more evident to them. So it's, it's an interesting uh, dynamic that's occurred in the residential market, but we have had a significant increase in inquiries from from expats looking to come home for that very reason. So as we sit here then, looking towards the end of 2020 and looking into 2021, where are we going, do you think, in terms of, of the property business? Um, I think the the property market generally, in, in truth, um, overall, is, is more active than we might have expected it to be. Uh, obviously, again, accepting that it, it, it varies uh, hugely in terms of the, the various different sectors of the market. I think we're beginning to live, uh, dare I say it, with the, the, the concept of living with COVID and, you know, probably in all likelihood, uh, rolling restrictions until we get to the end of this. Um, but in terms of the property market, we have been pleasantly surprised at how rust, robust it has been through the last number of months. Um, in in literally every sector of the market, there is still strong demand for for, for property. Um, you know, in the commercial markets, I think it's it, it it's very evident that uh, money is beginning to follow property in the sense that you know money money on deposit or money in the banks is actually now beginning to cost you money. Um, so there's always people who see opportunity in in crises like this. Um, and they are certainly hovering around the property market generally. So I would be much more upbeat in truth, uh, Brida, obviously not, a, uh, you know, trying to, to gild the lily in, a, in any sense. But based on our experience of the property market over the last seven months, uh, I believe demand will, will, will remain strong through, throughout 
accepting that various different aspects of the property market will face their challenges into the months ahead. Fingers crossed for a positive time ahead, exactly. David Byrne, Managing Director of Lisney, thank you for joining us. That's it for now. We'll be back next time with another look at the property market on the Lisney Property Podcast. Lisney, Ireland's leading full-service property advisory company.